What's happening, family? Look, I am grateful that you decided to kick it here with me on this day, right? I'm grateful that you're here. I'm grateful to be here. You know, to dig what I'm saying? I don't know what it is about the end of the year, but during this time, for some reason, it's like the Grim Reaper comes to scoop up everybody that he wasn't able to get to early in the year, right? It's like the year-end wrap-up for the Reaper. And um, I just want to say RIP to those that we lost this year. Um, I'm grateful for those of you who are still here to this day that's working to empower yourself, to empower your family, and to empower your community, right? Um, The work that you are doing is not going unnoticed. And so we're going to do things just a bit differently today and in this episode, right? Um, Since there's a lot of new people here, I just want to give some of the most important uh, pieces of information. I just want to bring them back. And in this episode of Embezzling Creativity. Embezzling Creativity, fool. If this is your first time here, Embezzling Creativity is the place where all the ones come to congregate. It's where we turn obstacles into opportunities. It's where we share information that help one another to develop our business, our mindset, and our wealth, right? And in case you don't know, I am your host here, and I am also the founder of Dom Digital Media, and I go by the name of Dom Witherspoon. Um... So I'm going to give you those clips right quick. I'm not going to do too much breaking in between those. And uh, I really just want you to be able to absorb the information. And if there's anything that you deem to be eye-opening, I want to encourage you to share it with someone else who may be able to take information away from it as well. And uh, I'm going to pop back in in a minute. And I'll see you then. The game is the game, and the game been around for centuries, right? Since before we had the uh, uh, the U.S. dollar, before the legal tender, before before any, when we still making trades, right? When we had to value what what an orange was worth compared to what some potatoes was worth, right? So this system been in place for a long time, and so we have to actually acknowledge it for what it is. We actually have to take a look at what it is and who it benefited, how it benefited them, so that we can understand how we can use it for our benefit. You dig what I'm saying? All right. Right, so the first part of the game is to actually prevent folks from any type of not any type of from but from monetary acquisition right i don't want you to have any money because i need for you to be dependent upon me i need for you to be able to uh, uh, I, I need for you to agree to the decisions that i'm making for your life essentially right and because uh, uh the lack the lack of economic and financial freedom because of that, uh, we are are susceptible to falling prey to some of those same practices that our ancestors fell prey to, right? And so the first things first is to prevent folks from actually being able to get money, right? We don't want you to get money. You dig what I'm saying? And so we're not going to approve you for loans. We're not going to approve you for credit cards. You dig? You're going to work, work all day every day until you die you're not going to have any time for a fresh breath of 
air, right? You're not going to have any time to invest in any other projects, not that passion project that you've been wanting to do for years because you're going to come home, right? You're going to need to relax. You're going to need to unwind. And then you're going to need to prepare to come back and work for me tomorrow. Sounds like, sounds like what's been happening, doesn't it? Another, another part of the game that we really need to look at and analyze is the fact that the money gain is not the money earned. The money gain is not the money earned. You dig what I'm saying? Do you, do you really hear and understand what I'm saying? What I mean is that um, corporations, corporations use your equity to invest in their interests, right? These interests can be political. These interests often boils down to corporation versus citizen. And we know here in this country that a lot of times the corporations are going to get the leg up when it comes to that battle, right? And that sounds familiar, doesn't it? It don't, it don't sound familiar just yet. Uh, what about the using, um, what about using that same equity to send their children to school? Right. So let's say, for instance, I'm I'm big business. Right. I'm the one that no one likes. Right. I'm big business and you work for me and I'm not allowing you to have any free time off. You dig. I'm not allowing you to relax into a point where you're happy to come in tomorrow or you don't feel um, negatively about coming into work tomorrow. I'm not giving you that freedom. I'm not I'm not even going to pay you what you're worth compared to the amount of money that you're bringing into my company. I'm not even going to pay you what's relevant to that. You dig what I'm saying? Once again, I'm big business. In I'm big business in this scenario, right? And then I'm going to take the money that I earn. I'm going to invest in the politicians and the lobbyists that's going to fight for my interests, right? I'm going to take that money. I'm going to send my children to school. My children will then become the boss of your children because you, you, you can't afford to send your children to school, right? And if you do send your child to school, um, we still got those predatory loans, right? So now they're in the cycle of being underwater for their whole adult lives. You dig? And so I'm also going to pay you barely survivable wages while you're working here, right? And I'm going to tie all of this into to your health care, right? To your insurance, right? Which is, got, which is through the roof if you try to go outside and get it on your own. So you need this, you need this gig, right? And I'm going to treat you as such. <sighs> that sounds a lot like slavery, doesn't it? It sounds like your ancestors working and um, all the money that's being gained, the economic resources that's being produced based off of their work is going to the interests of others. And the others that is going to the interests of is actually a detriment to you, right? Now I talk about people, I talk to people sometimes about, you know, the mentality of zero sum. That's not really how it goes, Right. Zero sum, right? The idea that means that you can't get anything because if I let you get a leg up, that means I got a leg down. And that's not really how it goes, right? It's not a zero sum game. You can win, I can win, we can win, or we can both lose, right? In life. And so I mentioned that because the economic, the game, what you're doing for these companies and, and, and what they're doing to you is actually zero sum. You dig what I'm saying? And so it's not like I'm just working for my best interest and you can work for yours. No, me working for my best interest means I'm going to push you down along the way. And so we really got to tighten up and really recognize what the game is. And once we're able to pinpoint exactly what the game is and how the infrastructure is actually set up and how it's used to keep us down, 
once we get that locked in our heads for real then we'll be able to take advantage of what's in place because it's already in place i'm just gonna slide up in there and i'm gonna do what you've been doing and i'm gonna make something off of it let me express some gratitude for the moment because even if i'm not feeling the best guess what if i'm hungry i can eat if i want to go to sleep it's a bed there's a roof there's people i can call you dig? I have all those things working for me. It's working in my favor, and I'm grateful for that. And I'm sure you have plenty of things working in your favor as well. You dig? It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if you're going to a job that you hate every day so long as you wake up in the morning and you got a chance to make it shake. Make it happen. Make it happen and be grateful. Express your gratitude. Tell people you love them. Tell the people that you love that you love them. Give to people that are less fortunate. Because there's always going to be, be people that's better off and it's always going to be people that's worse off. And it's okay to be in that middle. It doesn't matter what that middle is so long as you're striving to do better, so long as you're striving to be better, so long as you're gracious, so long as you're patient, so long as you're able to give yourself grace in the moments where you feel like you're not where you should be. Be grateful. Gratitude, I'm telling you. Gratitude will get you a long way. Gratitude will allow for you to help others while you're in an effed up position yourself. Gratitude will allow for you to see beyond yourself and to see into other people, to give to those people, to love those people, to receive love from those people. Gratitude is super important when it comes to being your true whole self right? So love thyself, love your people, love on your people. For real, be grateful for every moment that you have because I've seen people dead in the streets. Have you ever seen a body laid out for hours because it's not enough coroners to come pick him up? Have you ever seen a mom's get off work just to come down to be bombed? Listen, to be rushed by a group of little teens telling her that her baby is dead? Do you know what that feels like? Do you know what that looked like? Have you seen it? Were you there? Did you grow up in that environment? Are you not grateful to still be here when that could have been you out there? When your moms could have been the one screeching on Sutter Ave, on Rockaway Ave, on, on Blake? It doesn't matter. It could have been you, but it wasn't you. You're here today. And if nothing else, that is something to be grateful for. You survived all your bad days. You survived every last one of your bad days. Please survive this one. Please be grateful. Please push yourself to be better, to do better. Please help the person that's next to you. Please be grateful for all that you have because there are people without. There are people that would take what you got. It would, there's people that would love to be in your position. Don't take it for granted. Don't hoard it. Share. Love. Love. I also want to talk about accountability in life as it pertains to certain uh, scenarios, right, that you may be dealing with. Because I know there are times where we don't want to accept accountability for something because our reaction was just that, a reaction. It was the result of what it was that someone else did, right? So essentially somebody may have set off a chain of events that led to you somehow acting out of character or you somehow acting in a way that is unbecoming. At the end of the day, you have to maintain accountability over your actions. So yeah, what that person may have done is effed up, right? On so many different levels, right? It really put 
their integrity on the line and we can see where they stand when it comes down to that, right? You can find yourself in that type of predicament, but how you react to that predicament is you. It's all on you. And that may be tough sometimes, and I get it, because we may feel like I've even been in this predicament where I felt like, you know, I get that I did something that's not really, um, wasn't the best decision. I made a decision that wasn't the best decision, right? And I can say that and I can acknowledge it and I could make whatever vow that I need to make to myself that makes sure that I am moving forward in a positive direction, right? You can have this same conversation with yourself where you know and you acknowledge that what you did was wrong, but you also understand that what you did was a result of somebody else's action, right? Those things can be true, but you have to realize that it doesn't matter because you are responsible for you, right? When they did whatever it was, they showed you who they was, right? Now, who are you in that moment? Who are you when you get triggered in this sort of way? And do you want to be that person, right? Do you want to be the person that reacts in that particular way because of that given situation? Or do you want to be the person that have control over your emotions, that can think logically in situations where people seem like they're trying to provoke you, right? And so you have to be mindful of that. You have to be extremely mindful of that. And you have to be able to take accountability over the role that you played, right? Because at the end of the day, you make that decision for you, right? Now, let's say somebody came up to you and they disrespected you. And, and let's say they physically assault you. You can choose in that moment whether you're going to fight back or if you're going to walk away, and that moment is very telling of who you are as a person and who you are in that moment. You dig what I'm saying? Because either way, it doesn't matter which way you go in that scenario. Once you look back on that, you, you'll probably have a conversation with yourself that said, yo, I should have did this or I should have did that. And it's perfectly fine because you have to set accountability for your action and what you did in that moment. Right. And so I'm all about accountability. I'm all about extreme accountability if we make it to that point. Because what somebody else does have nothing to do with me. And I want you to know and I want you to understand and recognize that because somebody else may have done something, it doesn't mean that you absolve them of that by accepting accountability for your action. Right. Because you being accountable and you understanding what it is that you've done, right, wrong, positive, negative, as long as you are able to be self-aware enough in that moment and in the moments moving forward, you will be better off, especially than that person who can't seem to find the fault in what it is that they're doing, right? Because they're going to live a wrecking ball life, right? They're going to they're gonna mess up everything that they come uh, across because they refuse to accept accountability for their actions, because they refuse to see exactly how what it is that they're doing impacts the next person and then the next person and so on and so forth, right? Because it's a, but it's a butterfly effect. So if one person do this, that'll lead to this result or that result. And if they do something different, it'll lead to different results, you dig? And so you can't be caught up on possibly absolving them because at the end of the day, you need to be in a space mentally where you are constantly elevating, right? Because if you're not in a space mentally when you're constantly elevating, then either you're stagnant or you're falling behind. And neither of which is a way to live your life, right? And we need for you to keep on up in the ante. We need for you to keep on improving and getting better because you are a part of our community. And if you're better, we're better as a whole, right? And one of the ways for us to get better as people, as human in this lifetime is for 
us to be accountable for our actions, for us to accept responsibility for how our action may have impacted someone else. We could also accept responsibility for how our actions may have gotten us to a certain point in life, whether that's positive or negative. You dig all of that comes with accepting accountability it comes with self-awareness it comes with knowing your place in this world and in this environment and doing what you can to be amazing while you're here a flip side when it comes to creating this bubble for yourself has to do with boundary setting right now a lot of times once you're locking in and you're trying to figure out you and you're trying to figure out the next moves and you're in a place mentally where you're going to do whatever it takes in order for you to reach that height whatever it is that you're set for yourself you are in a place mentally physically spirit you're connected so you know you're going to get it you're connected in the way that says hey look that right there that is attainable that right there is within your reach. That right there requires you to do this, that, and the third, but it is possible. Now, when it comes to setting your boundaries, there are people that may be outside of your bubble that don't quite understand why you're no longer doing this or why you're no longer doing that or why you're no longer accepting a certain type of behavior around you. And it's because you're in your bubble. Right. It's because you know that there's things that's bigger than yourself. You know that there's things happening in this world that's bigger than one person, two people or three people. You understand that there are roles to be played by each and every one of us. And once you start setting those boundaries and you start realizing that you are too good for certain activities, you might find that people are looking at you in a way that's not as positive as it used to be when you were happy go lucky, when you were down for the party all the time. Right now, some sour faces out there and that's perfectly fine because a part of that is because they're not ready to level up in a way that you are in that moment. And that's not a knock against them. We all get to where we are or where we need to be when we need to be there. You dig what I'm saying? I'm sure you can look back at yourself 10, 15 years ago. And if you had the knowledge that you had that you have now, if you had that knowledge, then I'm sure your life will be completely different in this present moment. But it wasn't for you to have at that time. It was for you to develop and acquire over time. Right. Because even if you had the knowledge you have now, maybe back then you wouldn't have met the people that you've met. You dig what I'm saying? And so everything is for a reason and everything is within due time. And it's not to knock the next person. It's for you to accept that accountability for, for yourself and for where you are in that moment. One of the worst things that you can do for yourself is to learn greater, is to learn better, is to learn more, right? And then not put that to practice, right? One of the worst things that you can do for yourself and for your life is to learn better, to learn greater, and then not utilize that knowledge, right? It's almost impossible for you to learn something um, spectacular, I suppose, and then go back to the same bull stuff, right? That starts to eat away at you. It starts to eat away at your soul. That's why when we are in our bubble, when we are maintaining these boundaries, it is also, it is so important for us to be given knowledge back. It is important for us to not lock ourselves away and absorb all these different things that's going to allow for our lives to be better. It's going to allow for the lives of our family and our friends and our communities to be better, potentially. But in order for us to bridge that gap between us getting better and our communities getting better, we need to be able to share the knowledge freely amongst us, amongst each other, right? It's not about hoarding information. 
information has been hoarded away from us. So we have to take that extra step to make sure that we are good. And if we're not about that, if we are about basically shitting on the next person for the sake of shitting on them, then that makes for a very bad way for us to develop unity in our community. You dig what I'm saying? And so I really just want to encourage the boundary setting to not be something that's permanent or something that's to discount another being right because we're all in this together at the end of the day we all have different things that we need to learn and we all need to be able to feel comfortable enough to come and bring it back to the table so we could break bread and get to where we need to be there's an attack on dreams you're spending all this time pouring out and pouring into other people and into other things into other projects to elevate them to move them forward on their journeys all while neglecting yourself you can't even see past the next bill you dig your how are you gonna dream of something better how are you gonna work to create something better where you can't see past this block and obviously i'm not specifically talking about a block per se but the next obstacle you can't see past that obstacle because your brain already goes to how can i overcome this obstacle the one that's right in front of me and it's right in front of you it's not something that's far out it's something that's right there and i understand that i feel for you i feel for us as a people how can you how can you accomplish greater when there's always something right there when there's always something to do for somebody else when there's very little time for self for personal development for personal growth right to build different relationships you dig because there's an attack on dream there's an attack fueled simply it's fueled by money it's, it's always it's always going to come down to money right because money equates to time right money time freedom you can't get time back you can get money you can work for that money but if you got the money then you get to free your time because once you got the money you get to hire people to take care of those tasks and your day-to-day -day is basically that how much is your hour worth how much are your days worth how much is your time worth they're going to tell you and you accept that so you agree to it right and it is an attack on dreams so you sit in there and you help someone else to build up their things and you don't have enough time you don't have enough space to actually realize your own right because like i said you can't see past that next obstacle you can't see past that next due date you can't see past that next uh assignment at your at your place of business right and I started this episode off by wanting to give thanks to the elders and those who came before us, those who actually walked the path that we can deviate from. So I'm saying we don't have to live like that anymore. Our people made the sacrifices so that we can do something different, so that we can do something greater. And we need to give thanks to them as we continue to move forward. And we got to teach the people. We got to put our people in a better position. You dig? So they made the sacrifices. Now it's our turn to make sacrifices. It's our turn to do something that's scary, but that could have a huge payoff, not just for ourselves, but for our people as well. There's an agenda in place to get you to spend your time on things that's not going to move you forward, on things that's not going to move your people forward, your family, your community, all of us. And so we need to take the time to acknowledge that it exists so that we don't fall prey to the trap that's in place, right? So that we're not running in place so that we're able to move forward, so that we're able to accomplish more, so that we're able to conquer. It's getting a little spicy, ain't it? It's getting a little heavy.
that's that's good. That's good because it gets deep, right? It gets deep. And we've been in the matrix for so long that we don't have time for kitty gloves. We don't have time to not gain perspective on what's actually happening. But at the same time, we got to know, we got to understand, and we got to recognize that everybody is not going to get informed. Everyone is not going to be able to take in this information in a way that we need to take it on in order to shift the mindset. Everyone is not going to receive that at the same time. And so we got to be patient with each other and we got to keep, we got to keep, we got to keep on and keep on drilling this different information in. We got to keep on seeking out different types of information that's going to allow us to be better, to do better, and to portray better, to project better, right? And, you know, it's all in-house. It all starts with us. We got to have accountability for where we are, for our roles and our actions and, you know, the things that we've done as well as for the things that we haven't done. And us accepting accountability does not mean that we absolve others for the wrong that's that's been done to us, that's been done to our ancestors. But we can't keep pointing fingers. We gotta take information that's out there. We gotta recognize it and we gotta be able to change it up and to switch it up and to behave and proceed in a way that's going to allow for us to continue to level up. And uh, I'm gonna get back to my breakfast over here. And so let's get back to it. Lesson number two. Do not take it personal. My aunt used to, uh, that was like one of my aunt's favorite songs back in the day. I remember she used to sing that by Monica. Don't take it personal. And this is a lesson that I've just learned recently and I'm, I'm fully able to understand it. Don't take it personal. Other people in this world, it doesn't matter how you're associated with them, whether they're associate, a friend, a brother, a sister, um, a business partner, a colleague, a romantic partner, it doesn't matter right? It doesn't matter the relationship. People are people, humans are humans. And a lot of times people are fighting their own demons. People are fighting battles that you have no clue about. You have no idea what's going on in someone else's life, right? Um, some people are avoiding accountability. Some people are always looking for someone or something else to blame, some people are just insecure, whether they're insecure in their relationship, insecure in their job, or just insecure with their place in life. And on top of all of that, life is happening. Life is happening. Life don't stop for life. It doesn't stop for death. It doesn't stop for a, a pandemic. Life, it continues to carry on. And so sometimes folks may be lashing out at you or they may um, take it upon themselves to disrespect you or to even bully you, I, I guess, to, to basically make you feel bad about yourself. Or you might end up being a punching bag for someone who hadn't quite looked into the mirror and learned how to face themselves just yet. And in all those instances, it has nothing to do with you. So don't take it personal. Don't take it personal, right? Realize that we are responsible as individuals for healing our own traumas. Things happen in life, our childhood, our adulthood, our more adulthood. <laughs> things happen, right? And sometimes these things aren't favorable. Sometimes we don't get to process what has happened to us in the past and that's unhealed. It's within us. We got to heal the children within us. 
Right. And if we don't do that, we end up lashing out on others. We end up taking our frustration out on others, our frustration with ourselves, our frustration with our life, the frustration that we have with our parents, right? With authority figures or whatever the case may be. And if you're on the other end of that, please note, it has nothing to do with you. It is not your fault. And I don't want you to take that on as your responsibility. I don't want you to internalize those different negative energies. It, it got nothing to do with you. Take a step back. Don't take it personal. Let them deal with what they have to deal with. And don't extend yourself far enough as disrespecting yourself. And so that is also a lesson that I encourage you all to learn and to get behind because you can't live anyone else's life for them. And so you got to be able to not take it personal when you see that they're going through something and they're, they're having their own battle. Let me paint a picture for you all. Currently, there is a $68 trillion wealth transfer happening right now. Okay, so here's a story of, well, that's according to um, NBC News. Here's a story of three generations. Typically, you have the first generation who comes from nothing, absolutely nothing. And they work to create from zero. They work to not only maintain a lifestyle for themselves, but they actually work to create generational wealth. Right. So they work to create this wealth that's going to be passed down from their child to their grandchildren and hopefully so on and so forth. Right. And while this is happening, they may have a kid or two who's actually able to witness this. So they're able the, the child is then able to see their parents struggle and actually come up. So the second generation lives in the in-between phase where they're able to see both sides of the spectrum, much like millennials today, who, who was able to see, you know, the AOL and dial up up until now we got web three, so on and so forth. We were able to experience both sides of the spectrum. We lived in a house without any internet. We lived in a house without cell phones, right? We had long cords on a landline that went from room to room yonder. And so the second generation get to witness that they get to live in that they get to come up as well. But the third generation, the third generation is born into it. The third generation didn't witness the late nights of their grandparents. They didn't witness the struggles, the different meetings that their grandparents had to take on in order, to, in order for them to be in a position that they're in, that they're born into the privilege that they're born with. And so as a result, the third generation don't really appreciate what had to happen in order for them to be able to live the lifestyle that they're accustomed to. And so while the second generation is typically the one that um, works in the family business and they work to bring that business into a new age with new technologies and, you know, basically to the new generation, they basically update and upgrade the business. The third generation don't have interest in that. The third generation is into allowing the money to flow through their fingertips like water. Now, with all of that in mind, um, there's a 2017 report that's been floating around where they estimated that our household will hit a median of zero dollars by the year 2054, if I'm not mistaken. I believe it was 2054, right? But that report came out in 2017, 
which means that report didn't account for the pandemic. It didn't account for loss of life and it didn't account for loss of jobs. It didn't account for the breadwinner dying and the breadwinner not having any life insurance. It didn't account for any of those things. It didn't account for skill set, right? Or lack thereof. It didn't account for um, the speed at which technology has been evolving. And as a result, it also didn't account for the jobs that's being created as well as the jobs that are being destroyed. So all of these different things are unaccounted for because this 2017 report could not have predicted what happened in 2020. And what that means, because of what happened in 2020, because of technology evolving, it might be safe to say that that 2054 projection may very well be a lot closer than 2054. With all of that being said, it becomes our duty to make sure that we are in position to catch some of the money that's flowing, some of the money that's transferring, to put ourselves in position, to put our people in position to be able to capture some of that wealth that's being transferred because we need that in our communities. We need that for our families. We need that for us to be able to thrive, for us to be able to contribute in a meaningful way. Right. And so we got to put ourselves in position to be able to collect. We have to be self-sustainable and our best bet, I believe, is through entrepreneurship. It is our best bet to create our own jobs, to create our own businesses. Right. To grow our own businesses, to set our own rules, to um, transact with one another. It is up to us to be able to create our own ceilings. Because we're make sure that we are in a good position. And while all of this may be simple, it is certainly not easy. That's why I offer to you all the knowledge of how you can use video podcasts in your business to grow your business to to alleviate some of the stresses that comes along with running a business. Right. And that is what this episode is all about. I just wanted to preface this all so that I could put it all into perspective why we need to be creating jobs, why we need to be creating businesses, why we need to be hiring each other, why it's so dire that we do it right now, why it's important for us to be collaborative, to bring our different talents together so that we can all grow our businesses, so that we can grow our economy, so that we can grow our communities, right? So let's dive right in to um, some of the reasons why you may want to create a video podcast for your business. And also at the end, I'm going to give you a few tips for those of you who are looking to implement this into your current marketing strategy. We are on earth for a finite number of years, right? Think about that. Think about how long your grandmama lived, your great grandmama, right? So even if your family is like mine, where my grandma, she lived to, I want to say like 90, something, maybe 89, 88, 91, something around that range, you know, um, my great grandmama, her mama, she lived until she was 90 something, 93, 94. Um, I could be wrong, but it's definitely 90 plus. And so even if 90 years feel like a long time or seem like a good amount of time to be here on this planet Earth, how is your mind and how is your body? In your younger years, did you take that time? Did you actually sacrifice an hour or two a day so you can get in the gym, so you can get a walk in? So you could jump around, get your heart rate up, a little something, you know. And so do that reflect itself. How, how would you want that to reflect itself in your older years? 
Would you want to be mobile, be able to have all your mental capacities or facilities and things like that? Or do you want to be housebound? How are you spending your time? So to get back to the timing of it all, let's say you are here for that long on Earth. The Earth's been around for so long that that's just a blimp in time. And what that says to me is that when we are focusing on how we are spending our time, you know, we have to be mindful of the journey. We have to actually trust that process. We can't just live for the end goal. We have to be able to believe in the impact that we are having along the way. And that's exactly what it comes down to. It comes down to impact, right? Because if you're not going to be here, what are you going to leave behind? And I say that not so we can get so much caught up in legacy, but so that we can have it at the forefront of our mind when we are thinking about how we're spending our time. When we are thinking about how we're using our resources, right? How we're connecting with our people, the experiences that we're having. The breadcrumbs that we leave behind us as we propel forward, right? Or maybe it's sometimes it's the breadcrumbs that we have to pick up for ourselves because we had to take a step or two backwards. And it's all about the timing of it all. So if, you, if you're only going to be here for a short amount of time relative to how long the earth's been here, Relative to how many generations lived here, what is the impact that you are going to leave? What is the journey that you're going to facilitate? What's the journey that you are going to take to get to where you're going? And will you be mindful enough? Will you be present enough to actually trust in that journey, to actually trust in what you're doing, the tasks that you're taking on, the time that you're spending? If we're not allowing ourselves to be present enough, to actually see the long-term gains that can be had based off a, a specific set of actions and then taking the time out to actually complete those actions, then we are doing ourselves a disservice. Then we are doing our families a disservice if we're not working to get our people in position, especially if we were not born in position. We have to be more intentional with how we're spending our time because that is something that we cannot get back. And plus, we as a people... We don't really have the, what do you call it? I'm going to just say option. We don't have the option. We don't have the privilege of not knowing. We don't have the privilege of being lackluster in our approach to whatever it is that we're planning on conquering, Right. Because the world is already set up with so many distractions and for so many years we've been in this place. Not coming together, not rising up together, not doing what needs to be done for our next person, for the next person, for our brother, for our sister, for our families, for our communities. And that's on us. Because we can only use certain excuses for so long before we have to look inward and really understand that it is us it is our action, it is our inaction that got us to be here and that is continuing to keep us here. We are maintaining this. And I don't want us to maintain some type of lifestyle that's not going to be conducive for future generations. Bad enough, we've been screwed over enough when it comes to politics, when it comes to business, when it comes to education, when it comes to economics. And so we don't have the privilege of being lackluster. We have to get to it. We have to make sure that our time is being well spent. We have to make sure that 
The things that we are doing throughout our day is actually working towards a better future, a better tomorrow, a better us. We have to be able to audit our time. And in auditing our time, we begin to learn ourselves a little better, a little more, a little deeper. And we get to see, okay, I spent X amount of hours on my phone. Right now, these phones, you can look at your screen time. You can even shut it down, right, at the, a certain point. You can give yourself that time limit. You dig? And so now you can say, you know what, I spent this amount of time on the Internet doing nothing. And you know, the key is to be honest with yourself, you have to be honest with yourself because you know if your phone said you've been on the, uh, on the internet for three hours or for five hours this week, you know if that week you was doing research as it pertains to where you are going or if you were just mindlessly scrolling the internet so that you don't have to do the research that pertains to where you are going, right? It's a distraction. It's keeping you busy. It's, it's, it's not, though. It's keeping your mind away from the task at hand. It's keeping your mind away from what's going to be the most efficient use of said time. And it's designed in that way. So we had to have a number of different skills to actually be able to negate all the different structures that was placed before us to keep us from moving forward. And matter of fact, I want you to think about when you are spending your time scrolling on your phone. Actually, I want to know how many of y'all are into tech? How many of y'all are into the tech sector? How many of y'all are into coding and doing things like that? Um, let me know because I'm curious. Because we know all these different apps and all these different user interfaces or whatever. As well as the back end of it all, what we don't see as consumers. Is being created by someone. Is being produced by someone. And what I don't want is for us to spend our times being consumers because this is already a consumer nation, right? This nation was built on consumerism from bringing workers or capturing workers to selling that. And I don't even want to get in my bag about that because I can get into a whole bag about slavery, forced slavery, um, and how that time was spent in the money that was gained from the work that our people put in and the benefits that we did not see off of that. That benefit went to the other's children and their grandchildren and so on and so forth, right? Now, that time is something that we cannot get back. That time is something we cannot get back. We will always start the race a little further behind because of those times, Right? And so I'm not, I'm not um, advocating for us to try to run through everything and try to make the most amount of money in the shortest amount of time, for instance, because when you are making a lot in a small amount of time, we know that it's risky. That's why I emphasize that we have to enjoy the journey. We have to trust and believe in the process that we set up before ourselves. Because if we do not, we are bound to give up. If we do not, we are bound to have another generation that's left behind. I'm a big advocate for entrepreneurs starting their own businesses. I also understand and I also realize that it is not for everyone. So if you have that in your spirit, go for it. I advise you to go for it. 
because at the end of the day even if let's say there's two different types of people you got the person who's willing to grind it out to build something and you got those who just want to show up to work get paid and go on about their day nothing is wrong with either of those avenues nothing but if you are one of the ones who's willing to grind it out, that's willing to build something, that's willing to take a pay cut from your nine to five in order to be able to sacrifice and invest that time into building what it is that you are passionate about, you should go for it. You should go for it because you might not make as much as you did when you was working for that company, but you have a plan, you have a vision, you have us who's willing to support you. And so even if you're taking a pay cut for the first year, maybe for the second year or the third year, you're able to generate enough revenue so that you can hire your brother or hire your sister. That same person who just want to get paid and go home. We need to be able to hire those people. And we need to be intentional about doing so, about building up our businesses. When it comes to us being intentional about the businesses that we are starting we need to look at what it is that we need and what we are inclined towards. For instance, if the majority of our money is going towards essentials and housing, why are we not creating businesses that caters to that? We need to be able to survive. So if we don't own real estate, if we don't own 99 cent stores, if we don't own grocery stores, how can we even survive? Those are businesses that we need just to live, just for the bare minimum. We need housing we need food we need soap we need toiletries we need to be able to start those businesses even if it's not sexy even if it's not something that's shiny we need to be able to do that we need to be willing to do that we have to um a lot of times you know folks may try to steer you away from beauty entertainment and fashion and um, I may have been one of those at some point. But the truth of the matter is, if those industries are bringing in billions upon billions, if not trillions of dollars, why should we not be a part of it? We make this thing go around. We like to look good. We like to feel good. Our energy is, is just different. When we're stepping out, we create culture. Why don't we own it? Why don't we own it? And so what I will say, if you are into those different types of things, if that is what you're inclined towards, I would suggest, I would highly recommend that you do not sell your IP, that you are maintaining control of your intellectual property. Because at the end of the day, that's what it boils down to. Get into that industry as long as you own what you are putting out, right? Too many corporations and businesses been able to benefit off of our likeness while giving us peanuts. And we are not to stand for that any longer. So we got to be able to start our own businesses. But not only that, we have to be willing to support one another who do step out there on a ledge and who are generating products and different services that we may need going forward that that make our lives easier, that provide solutions to problems that we are facing. We got to be willing to support our people. We have to. A part of that support that we must give to each other, right? It's all right. So we know we can go to Amazon and get our stuff delivered in two days. Right. We know that we can go to Target and just pick up whatever we need. We know that we can return. We can make a return to Walmart without the product being in its packaging. 
We can do all those different things at these big box stores, but we might not be able to do that with our brothers and with our sisters. We have to be patient. We have to be willing to wait a few extra days for that product, right? We have to be willing to communicate if a product or service is not up to our standards with whoever that business owner is, with whoever our point of contact is, without running to the internet to slander our own people. We don't give each other enough of a chance as we give to others. And that needs to change. And I'm not advocating for buying something from a particular person just because they're selling it. No, I'm not. What I'm saying is, if you need that product and you know your brother or your sister is selling that particular product, why not buy it from them? You're purchasing it anyway. Why not wait a few days for delivery? Why not give them the benefit of the doubt if something is not going towards how you expect it or suspect it for it to go? And for the business owners that's providing these different services and these different solutions, don't scam your people. Don't scam your people. If you feel like you want to be making more money or you're not making enough, the answer is simple. The answer is simple. Provide a better solution, provide a higher quality product or service. Like it's really that simple. If you want more, give more. It's all about service at the end of the day. And we need not to take these different things for granted. The, the assets that we have, our ability to be able to do such things in this time in 2022, you can go online right now and start an LLC. You can incorporate right now. Right from your phone, right from your computer. You can do that right now. You can start a business at your home and you don't even need large property to be able to do so. And so we have all these, we have technology and we got to be able to take advantage of it. We have to be able to envision a future that we want. We have to be able to envision the world that we want and then play our role in bringing that to life, bringing that to fruition, making that a reality because we already have it in us. It's in our DNA. We've been hustlers. We've been selling products. We've, we've been pushing services. We've been building businesses. And I know it can be a bit scary. I know it can seem dangerous. That's because it is dangerous. And you don't get the results that you want by not being dangerous. By being fearful, you would not be able to accomplish some of these grandiose ideas. Because we, we don't think big enough. We don't think big enough. And that's a whole different conversation in and of itself. It's a whole different type of conversation. That is called indoctrination. So we've all been indoctrinated, but I want to challenge you to step outside of the matrix because that's exactly what it is. It's the matrix. I want to challenge you to step outside of it. I want to challenge you to ask questions. I want to challenge you to look beyond the surface level, look beyond what you are being told and think about who's telling you this. What agenda could they possibly have for sharing this information with you? Why is this system set up in a way that it is? Think about this for a second. The government did not want you going to school, right? And then when you were able to go to school and learn and things like that, they said, hey, look, don't you teach them about math? Don't you teach them about science? You teach them as a trade. <laughs> Right. 
okay, you know what? Let them in. Let's integrate the schools. Let's integrate the schools. Come on, we're going to let them in. Now, who's teaching you? Who came up with this curriculum? What are you learning? You were taught about slavery. You were taught that your family came here from some foreign land and was forced into servitude for other foreigners. Think about that for a second. Now, I want you to think back or if you still have your parents and your elders around, I want you to ask them, right? Where did y'all family come from? Think back. Were you ever taught that you came from Africa by your parents, by your grandparents, by your great grandparents? Were you taught by your family that you come from a line of slaves? Who taught you that? And what was the agenda? Was the agenda to get you to feel as if you are not worthy, as if you are not valuable, as if you are not enough? As if you are inferior or less than? Was that the point? Is that the same thing that your children are being taught? Is that what they're internalizing based upon what they're being taught in school and what's being shown through these different media channels? Right? So it's a whole system in place against us. And let me tell you a secret. Everyone is in cahoots. The joke's on us. Everyone seemed to know what's going on except for us. They're all laughing. They're all pointing. And so what are you going to do about it? Are you willing to think differently? Even if the information that you come across points to the fact that what you were taught is in fact the truth. Maybe you'll research your family history and find, you know what? You did come from somewhere in Africa. And that's fine. But I just want you to do your own research. I want you to find that out for yourself. I want you to challenge what was taught to you. Right. And I want you to think about why those things may have been taught to you. Because at the same time. There's been battles against critical race theory. The others don't want the truth being taught to their children. But they're perfectly fine with your children being taught lies, internalizing lies. Right. And so it's more than just content. It's more than just content. What are you going to do with it? How are you going to use it to your advantage? Are you going to stay asleep? Are you going to stay inside the matrix? And I really hope not because we need you. We need you. We need you. We need your mind. We do. Right. And so I I just want to drill that in. So I want you to think about this. When we think about like historically again and the media and the different propaganda, the fear mongering that's still going on till this day, I want you to consider whether or not that is something that you want to carry as you go forward. Right. I want to know. So, boom. You got the mainstream media and whatever it is that they're promoting. And then, you know, I kind of don't want to say this, but, you know, I just want to throw it out there. We have internalized those views of ourselves. 
we can go online and we can find parents, people of color. First of all, I want to say people of color, black, African-American, all those different names. That's all propaganda in and of itself. And the only reason I say it is because I want you to know that I'm talking about you. When I say it, you know I'm talking about you, don't you? I know for some, these clips may seem like it's a bit much. And if I'm being completely honest, I didn't even go all in in a way that I could have. This, there's a lot of information that I could have pulled from, right, from the previous episodes of Embezzling Creativity. But I didn't want this episode to be too long, not too, too long, right? And so I'm just going to wrap it up and I'm going to end it right here. I want you to leave a comment below and let me know if you found any of this information at all useful if you've been excited about the change in embezzling creativity somewhere along the way we decided to to pivot the show actually i think it was around episode 69 um in the gratitude episode is where i was really able to basically feel the most like myself and um not just like i'm just throwing information and throwing information out there but i was really able to feel what i was doing and um i hope that you all are able to feel me too and uh, understand where i'm coming from and so let me know what you think of the change in the show and um maybe you didn't even notice and you came around after the change and that's what brought you here and into the fold and into the family um either way i'm grateful for you i'm grateful that you are here i'm grateful that we were able to break bread today um and uh yeah 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 i want you to remember though I want you to really remember that the goal is to turn obstacles into opportunities. So if you were able to take anything, and I mean anything at all, away from this episode, please share with a friend who may be able to take something away from it as well, right? I am your host once again, and I go by the name of Dom Witherspoon. And uh, I guess I'll see you all in 2023. Embezzling creativity, fool.